Welcome everyone to Three Peas in a Pod. This is a podcast hosted by Hasaya Julu and Adala Mahulo. Welcome to our first, fifth, <laughs> welcome to our fifth what? episode where we'll be talking about mental health. Today, I am, we are joined by our lovely cousin, Mpilo. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I mean, we invited her here because she will definitely enrich the conversation as well as bring in a different perspective from the one which you've heard the past four episodes. Yeah, so because today our conversation is going to be on mental health, I thought it would be important to first ask you, how are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, Kilo, okay, me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I am um, doing okay. I, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm in a kind of transition-y period of mm-hmm. my mental health. I mean, I've been in it for like a year, but, you know, I, we move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like just kind of trying to figure out adulthood. I just turned 20, just trying to grapple with, you know, lost childhood. It's a lot. You can never be a teen mom. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my chance. I miss my chance. But yeah, that's that's really where I'm at right now. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing. How are you, AJ, today? Uh, or in general, these past few weeks? I think today and in general are two different things. <laughs> uh, Let's unpack them both. Uh, okay, today, today I'm okay. I mean, it's been a lazy day. Fridays I have off. Yeah, we're shooting this on a Friday. But yeah, um, so I've just been chilling the whole day. But in general, um, it's been a weird year, you know? Uh, Everything just Mm -hmm. feels like it's been on pause, you know? Like, it doesn't feel like anything is really happening. So mentally, I mean, just handling you know days passing by and nothing really happening has been quite difficult but um i can say it's been getting easier to handle you know as time goes by uh you just find ways of handling it you know better ways than in the beginning when everything was just going crazy and we're just trying to figure out is everyone gonna die like is this, <laughs> is this the end of the yeah. world or like what's going down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. I get that. Okay, well, since oh, how are you? Oh my God, hi, how, how are you? Oh, how is that is self care. It's taking care of your own. Yeah, but for how I am, I think first, like the status of this podcast is a testament to that. We have not recorded in <laughs> it was two months. What? Well, it's been two months. Yeah, our last episode was like end August. That is or even horrible. mid-August. Oh my gosh, yo, we've probably lost hella listeners. Yeah. So yeah, I've been struggling to juggle like school and like recreation. Like it's been kind of difficult. Is it recreation? But like yeah. leisure time. It's been hard to find a space just for myself. So yeah, I'm overwhelmed, but at the same time. I'm able to do, I don't know if I'm de-stressing or if I'm just postponing, but I am balancing. Yeah, I'm I'm moving. Yeah, Mm. where I'm trying to learn that good balance. It's been six weeks of school so far. Um, And I'm still getting, I'm getting there. 
you know i'm getting there amen just trying to find small pockets of peace love to see it oh bars what she said you you know you said pockets of peace i felt that the, and I felt the here alliteration. That's why I call you K dot man. You got the bars. <laughs> why? Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, so much for sharing. Um, if people are wondering where is Adala, that is a good question. You should ask her. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> if she if she appears later. Please just hit her up, okay. disturb her on her DMs. Any picture she posts, just be like, where the hell were you in the episode? <laughs> Everyone. So um, on the topic of mental health, um, I was curious to, to hear how you guys find that mental health is viewed in our family and like if it's changed. And maybe for context, um, Mpilo is our cousin on our mom's side. So her dad is my mom's brother. Brother, yeah. Yeah. Ndilo, I was curious to hear um, how mental health is viewed in your family and maybe how that has changed throughout the years. In my family, especially when I was younger, we didn't really talk much about mental health as it were like this, like we are going to take care of our mental health today and have a discussion. It was really like my parents always fostered um, like an open atmosphere. So when we're little and like maybe if we're going through something at school, we'd go to my mom and be like, this and this happened. And she'd be like, okay, well, how did that make you feel? And and really help us go through our emotions. So being like present within how your yourself was always encouraged. And then as we got older and, you know, we started learning more about the world in terms of, you know, mental health and mental illness. Um those kind of conversations and, you know, how to deal with friends who suffer from anxiety or depression or, mm-hmm. you know, bipolar disorder. Like, what does that look like for you? How can you be a good friend to those people? We had those conversations, but it was always, yeah, again, uh, the attitude in my house towards mental health was always, um, I guess, like how you treat an upset stomach. What was the cause? How do you... Mm. What, what 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 was the cause of it? How can we treat it? So if I, for like two weeks, have just been feeling incredibly anxious, I'll just my okay. I'm not very good at going to my family to be like, this is how I've been feeling. But generally, my mom can just like tell and she'll be like, Bilo, come here. I want to talk to you. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. Something is up, and then she'll kind of like pull it out of me and and just be like okay so why are you feeling like this how can we solve Mm -hmm. it and try to find steps to remedy that now then it becomes on me to do it um and i'm working on that right (laughs) wow and do you appreciate that approach or would you yeah i do i do i think it's also very the individual because it's a very like mm, for yeah. someone else who maybe the other, like my personality is very much like solve it on my own figure it out on my own and my parents recognize that and see that and you know will yeah. do their best to try and help me and help me to get mm-hmm. out of that mentality so I appreciate it I think 
but then again, it's very based off your personality. Like my youngest sister, you don't really have to coax or my, sorry, my middle sister, you don't really have to coax too hard. She'll kind of just be like, and I felt like this and I felt like this and you kind of just, uh-huh. and we work through it as a family. Um, AJ, what about you? How, um, like, what's your perception of men? Not to your, what's your, um, my experience. Sorry. AJ, what about you? What's your experience with how mental health is treated in our family? Um, in our family, um, mental health, it's not a taboo subject. It's not something that mm-hmm. uh, you're not supposed to talk about. Um, I, I think our parents are pretty open and have, you know, made it clear to us a couple of times that if we have anything that we're going through that, you know, got us down or it's hard to handle, we can always go to them and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to them about it and they'll try their best to give us advice and um, even share with us experiences they've also been through. Uh, to help us with mm-hmm. that. Although although saying that, I wouldn't say it's something that we have been openly discussing, you know, throughout the years. Mm. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say that um, some when, when I've had, like, a problem that's really tough for me or that I'm really struggling with, that they're the first people, I, you know, I would go to and just be like, yeah, this is what I'm going through. Um, do you have mm-hmm. any advice? Can you mm-hmm. help me? Um, so, in a, I wouldn't. It's not. A, it's not a subject that's frowned upon, but it's not a subject that is openly discussed. Mm, I, I completely that. agree yeah. with that. I completely agree with that. And it's not really that no one wants to discuss it, but I feel like even within, like, I'd say a typical African household, there's just certain things which you don't talk to your yeah. parents about. And the mental health or like difficulties are kind of seen more as conversations to have with mm-hmm. your friends or I don't know things to take to other people. I feel like so I think there's a foundation like which needs to be set that wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. set about mental health because now I find it difficult to bring up. Not that I'm like struggling, but talking about problems or struggles that I have, it's really hard for me to talk about it because it's like now in my adulthood that I'm learning. Sorry, it's not in my adulthood that I'm learning that I should be talking about these yeah. things. Whereas if I was learning it as a child that you can bring this issue to us, I think it would be totally a different situation and I'd feel more comfortable or it would be more natural for me to even bring up these conversations. Yeah, and I feel like to a certain extent, going to your parents, or at least for me, going to my parents and tell them about like whatever is going on in my head, this is unhealthy, but it feels like defeat to a certain extent like i'm like yes, oh i couldn't yes. do it on my own so now i have yes. to go and that's yeah. something that i've been trying I to unlearn it's you like know? your last it feels resort like, or something yeah Literally. and i just don't want to disappoint because it feels like oh yeah. you you know you let yourself get to this point you know without coming to yeah. talk to us and i'm like but i'm sorry i did it I did that. you know mm-hmm. so no, I get what you mean. To me, mean, um, yes. I would say it feels more like burdening because I feel yeah. like when you mm-hmm. talk about those things, your parents begin to worry. And sometimes they exactly. can worry yeah. even more than you. So you're like, you. why, why am I putting <laughs> unnecessary stress on them when I know 
um i can handle it even though maybe eventually. you know you're kind of lying to yourself at the same time it's like uh-huh. it's easier than them worrying about me and then trying mm-hmm. to handle it on top of yeah. that i yes yes you guys have like hit the nail on the head what about you though absolutely I, what's yeah, your perception like, of would you agree with like my observations or the things yeah what i've just said yeah no i completely agree i completely agree that there is space like it's not like there's no space to talk about mental health but even though there's space it feels like it's not there and it's probably because of other things which i've like observed in other families or like how i have been taught and socialized about mental health that it doesn't feel like there should be space but um no i definitely agree because like mom does often like ask like how's your mental health like I don't know, you know, like she's genuinely curious and she actually wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But as Mpilo said, it's hard to come out and say, I've had like the worst week of my life because I don't want her to be there like, oh my gosh, like Hasai, like I am yeah. so worried. And also, I always feel like I can persevere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one of those things where someone asks you like, how are you? And you say, I'm good. And someone's like, oh, tell me more about that. Then you're like, I was lying. I'm actually yeah. <laughs> Like where you don't expect the follow-up question. So yeah, that's what I'd say about mental health in our family. Yeah. And then I guess on the topic of mental health, I wanted to also talk a bit about um counseling or therapy and our experiences with it. Um I can start us off. I have personally never been to counseling. But I think I am definitely a good candidate. For <laughs> a candidate. What a choice of words, though. <laughs> I'm a good candidate for counseling. It's, it's like it's something which I constantly tell myself, like Hasai, like just do it, like jump the gun and like go for it. But it's it's also that thing of like admitting defeat, where I'm scared that if I go and like uncover what I know will be uncovered. Like there'll be no turning uh-huh. back. You know? Then you become responsible. Yeah. Exactly. You have to like actually but... do something. <laughs> yes. It's definitely in my list of things to do this year. And and it's very accessible here where I am right now. So that's it's like a free resource that I'm not taking advantage of and I don't know. Oh, why. really? So maybe after this episode, I will book a counseling yeah. session for myself. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I think what you're, what you're yeah. saying about like admitting defeat, I think that's really powerful. But at the same time, I think, um, yes, I, I agree with you that it is an, uh, you know, like admitting defeat. But the truth of the matter is you've already lost. You know, you're already in this position. Oh. You, you know, like, even though... <laughs> even even though you're, you're kind of fake, fake yes. like, you know, you've not... You, you, your defeat, you're going to admit it. You've lost. It's Just crazy. accept it. It's, I wouldn't say it's admitting defeat. That, it's that more like so acceptance, true. you know? Yes. You've Accepting. Just, yeah, you've just reached a stage where you're like, it. yes, I accept. I am in this position. I've put myself here. How best can I, you know, get out of this? Clearly, working within myself hasn't been the way that 
that um, is he- is helping me. So why not, you know, go out of myself and find someone who can help me, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Listeners, yeah. and I, I uh-huh. like, yeah, so right. <laughs> I feel attacked. I feel attacked. I am booking that <laughs> booking session right now. You. <laughs> I have accepted yeah, my defeat. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> yes. On that note, on that note, AJ, what is your um relationship experience with <laughs> Well, if if you're asking if I've accepted defeat before, <laughs> yes, I have, and uh, <laughs> it was. Um, it was an IB. I, I I had to go through counseling and IB because I mean at that time, like I mean for for two years you've been preparing for these huge exams, you know, that are going to decide the rest of your life. So I think that was a mm-hmm. bit overwhelming for me. On top of all of the other things mm-hmm. I was, you know, trying to do and even just think about like it became too much and I had to like slow down and just um, tell myself uh, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to need help. So yeah, that's after that, um, I just decided to see the school counselor and yeah, she actually really helped um, address things I wasn't willing to address by myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also like, you know, at that time, you're trying to manage a lot of stuff and you're not really prioritizing maybe the things that are really important. So it was important for me to realize those mm-hmm. things and um, be able to focus on them while, you know, putting the distractions aside for a bit. How would you say the like counseling went? Like, is it something that you'd recommend for other people? Um, <laughs> I don't want to sound negative, but... Um, I think mm-hmm. for me, it was something I needed at that time. So I, I know people mm-hmm. can go for counseling and also, you know, have um, experiences which are not what they expected, you know. Um, but for me, at that time, it's what I needed. I needed to um, figure out what I was doing wrong and address it so i would advise people who maybe you're you know you're feeling um stressed you're feeling anxious but you're not really sure why and you 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 know you've been feeling like that for a while i would tell you yes you know go seek it and it's something you know that can really help you address the issues you need to focus on thanks for sharing um, Mpilo, what about you? What are your experiences with therapy or counseling? Um, I don't really have an experience with counseling, like by a professional, as it were. Um, I've always wanted to see a therapist, though, um, and I'm of the belief that at some point everyone should see a therapist or a counselor in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a mm-hmm. time a couple years ago was it like 2018 where I was just going through it and I, I finally accepted defeat and I was like, um, I need to talk to someone. So one of my parents' friends, um, she, and anyway, she's like a counselor ish type person. She helps people like mm. talk through their um, issues and 
in kind of a is a church thing anyway yada yada i went and i spoke with her <laughs> and um yeah i worked through a bunch of stuff that i did not know i was dealing with at uh-huh. all like from when i was a kid you know people always talk about therapy and how it's like wow. oh they just want to talk about your childhood and i'm like yeah you should because it's a time of your life that you don't remember at all but everything you did back then mm-hmm. has stuck with you and now you're living and all you have all this right crap on your back and you don't even know and so part of therapy is mm-hmm. you know accessing that and working through it and so that really helped me um and i would like to at some point see a therapist to help me uncover more dirt that i have to work on because <laughs> i know it's there i know it's there mm-hmm. <laughs> it is manifesting today mm-hmm. i don't know how yeah yes yeah that's it's powerful stuff right there that would be my last thing sharing, i promise <laughs> Oh, wait, are we calling it accepting defeat um, from now on? Because, like, yeah, everyone has used that term. <laughs> yes. I mean, it hit, it, it hits very well. Like, yes. it's very accurate in mm. that you're finally accepting defeat within yourself and that you cannot do it by yourself. Yeah. That's true. And, like, defeat doesn't mean that, you like... You failed. You know, it doesn't mean that exactly... Or it's like the end of everything means you yeah. have another opportunity uh, exactly you just have another opportunity again. to do better rise up exactly so i like i like using defeat rather than doing like some false positive yeah. learning a lesson you know because the reality is that yeah. it is quite shitty like it's not like a great like i'm learning a lesson feeling it feels yeah. like i have I mean, been defeated so there's no need to like sugarcoat it and be like oh i was just learning a lesson L. like no bitch has defeated by yeah. my emotions <laughs> my emotions defeated to that me. point it can <laughs> sometimes be toxic positivity to a certain extent you know i know everyone always talks about mind over matter you have to envision the world that you want to live in and speak it forth i i understand that and i believe it <laughs> but at a certain point you have to recognize that things is bad you know it's not uh, this isn't it this isn't it yeah. and i don't want this you can recognize like I'm going through it and this isn't where I want to be. I feel sad. I feel mad. I feel angry, all these things. And I don't want to feel this way. And I'm going to do what I need to, to get out of it. You know what I mean? Mm. It, yeah. It's, it is a learning lesson, right. but it also sucked. And that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then my next question for us is what, what has your own like mental health journey being like how has your perception how have your perceptions of mental health transformed through the years as you learned more as you grew more as you had more experiences as your experiences were challenged how how has it changed Pilo would you like to start sure sure um I have had a quite the journey with my own mental health um I was describing this to a friend the other day. You know, the kids that, like, when they're younger, they're high-achieving, they do pretty well in school, well-adjusted socially, they can talk to mm-hmm. different manner of children, they can have, you know, intellectual conversations with adults. 
And then they kind of get to high school and it's like downhill from there. You know, you're not as smart as you thought you were. You are struggling so Mm -hmm. hard and you don't want to admit defeat. Yeah. And so you just kind of hide it and you persevere, quote unquote. And at some point along this journey, you get an addiction and then it's just kind of spirals and it's like, ah, so I would say that's my journey with mental health. <laughs> I'm about like 80% okay. of that journey. I was, and it sounds like so braggy, but like I was a really good kid and I had a pretty like, I don't know, easy life. Like it was a pretty privileged life. It, nothing was hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We went to a school here for about a year and I had <laughs> 2012 Ooh. was probably the worst year of my life until now you know we until moved to that school back. well then the world oh. was supposed to end in 2012 <laughs> that was like a yeah plus and i swear it did this is this is a fresh oh. <laughs> 2020 started out I'm like, was, yeah. so yeah so he said 2012 2012 was the worst year of my life until <laughs> this until one <laughs> I'm not laughing at her face. No, yeah, really, okay, though. Like, I got you. 2012, mm-hmm. we went to the school. It was the first time I'd ever been bullied. It was the first time I'd ever been picked on. Like, I wasn't someone oh. who people liked. And it was for absolutely no reason, you know? Mm. I could understand if I went there with airs and graces yeah. and I was just this, you know, like, bitchy kid. But I went, I went, who am I? Right. I don't know any of you. We're a class of five people. How am I coming here to start having airs and graces? But that's the perception that I guess I gave off and I feel like people didn't like that Mm -hmm. I came in with this energy you know I was never really a shy kid so I was you know confident in who Mm -hmm. I was and they saw that and they were like you know you we need to take you down a couple pegs so (laughs) and so you know I we left that school after the year and I was like thank god and you want to name drop the school for everyone to know no, I won't name drop the school for everyone to know, but it was a weird <laughs> school. I, it was just so weird. <laughs> but yeah, so I left that school and, you know, we started homeschooling and it was pretty good for a while because, you know, I didn't have to deal with other kids that I didn't know that didn't quite get me and I didn't quite get them. And everything was chill until yes. I was about 15. And then that's when I really started to struggle with school and a lot of my mental health quote unquote issues stem from education for me and it's been the source of like Mm -hmm. so much stress because you know we were homeschooling and it was kind of stressful for a bit because I didn't know like how I was gonna get a diploma and go to university and and all that stuff and then I just completely I I'd never really been someone who loved school but I was good at it but then when I stopped being good at it, yeah. I was like, <laughs> hold up. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even that because I, I still got good grades, but I lost all motivation. And that's when I knew, you know, something's up. And so then for the next couple of <laughs> years, really, I, yeah, I guess I kind of spiraled. I was angry and I was really aggressive, like for no th- for nothing. And it's only taken, like, Mm -hmm. it's only been up until recently that I've been able to, like, full-on address that. You know what I mean? 
back in April at the beginning of the pandemic, I had to have like a very serious conversation with my parents being like, okay, I'm not, I'm, this isn't, I, I need help because I was, you know, behind in school and I was not, I was just like chronically stressed to the point where like it affected my physical body. Like I have aches and pains all over and I like, my hip is always hurting and my back is and my did it like i'm i'm 20 years old this is not okay like i i literally sound like yeah, sound like yeah, like, yeah, for real. yeah literally so like i was like <laughs> this isn't where i want to be and it took a lot of pain to get to that point and i you know this so this was at the beginning of the pandemic and i thought i dealt with it and then august rolled around and it was you know, coming time to now my birthday. And just again, it was like a wave of a bunch of the old stresses and things were going terribly with school. And I broke again. Mm -hmm. Like, but this, it was like, when I say, like, you know, I was saying it's been like almost traumatic trying to transition into adulthood. That was like the peak of me being like, yeah, if I don't do something now, like I will, I'm, I, if, it's hyperbolic, but I really felt like my life was over. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was like, it's so mm, dramatic, yeah. but that's how you feel in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I guess my journey has been everything was good and then everything was bad. And it was <laughs> like, there was no transition. It was just like good, bad. And, and now mm. I'm, trying to you know be mindful and practice you know self-care and self-love and change how i talk to myself because that right. was detrimental i i mm -hmm. can trace half of my anxiety back to something that i said to myself do you know what i mean so right yeah yes. i'm now where i'm at now is really a a grace kind of period of just being like you are kind of screwed up <laughs> and that is okay and we're gonna work on it and you know just trying to be kinder to myself trying to be trying to find ways to cope with what i have put myself through for the past couple of years yeah that's me I was actually talking to um, a group of people, like they're older than me, just about like how I've realized. I always thought I was very open, very trusting person. And you, like we were talking about things happen in your childhood that you don't re realize that like affected you so much. But like recently I had a, not really falling out, but like a friend just like really hurt me. And I realized like that, and it was a while ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm fine. I'm over it. I forgave them. But then I realized like it, I wasn't really trusting anybody anymore, even people who I already had a good relationship with. And like the root of it was this fear that I was going to get hurt again, fear that they don't really care. But like my biggest thing, one of my biggest hurdles is thinking that I like people more than they like me. Ooh. And that just like Ooh. solidified it almost. And I was like, see, you were right. And part of the thing about mental illness or mental health and the journey is yeah. when you're 
anxieties get confirmed. And one of the biggest thing is not letting it, you know what I mean? Like the root of it all is fear. And you have to kind of figure out a way to work around that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, that, uh, everything that we've talked about is always is from a place of fear yeah. and just being afraid. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest hurdles that you kind of learn to outgrow or have to outgrow as you get older. Yeah. I mean, what What's like funny about that is that for me, mm-hmm. after I developed my trust issues, I... I only trust people who oh. I like more than they like me. Does that make sense? Like, I only trust people who, where I can sort of control, I control, like, access to me. Because if I am more invested in you than you are with me, I don't know why I kind of see that as a power move. Because I am then the one who's seeking you. Okay, that's interesting. Too. I look you at know? it as a power move, but me having the no power. But mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, because like, if someone is always speaking <laughs> me, I'm like, what do you want? You know, like, like, what are you looking for? I don't trust that. But mm. if I'm the one who's seeking you, because I know what I want, I don't know. Yeah. No man is an island. They say. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Three Peas in a Pod. We hope you enjoyed and that you're keeping safe at your mental health mm-hmm. i mean that you are accepting defeat when you can and you're speaking the help that you need um stay safe um also um don't forget to check on your friends and your family <laughs> make sure they're okay um i i know people are probably staying silent keeping to themselves they don't want to burden people so it's always good to check up on them and let them know you're there to listen and help wherever you can. Yeah. Yeah, that that means a lot. So, um, Kilo, do you have any last words for our listeners? <laughs> um, I guess last words. Podcast, maybe? Uh, my, we always have a quote in our family called, um, for when we would perform, like, I used to sing my mom would always say don't let fear pee on you you know how a dog pees on something to like mark its territory yeah don't let fear pee on you it's the source of all of your worries so you gotta be strong for yourself and for your own well-being to fight that and yeah um I also have a podcast it's called the elephant in the room Um, (laughs) uh but yeah so it's just a a podcast where i interview guests to talk about the different elephants that exist in our cultural rooms the first episode is out on race and childhood and what that looks like for young people in 2020 um yeah you can find us find the elephant in the room on anchor and on instagram at the elephant room ke Yeah, thank you for having you guys. It was a good episode. Thank you so much for joining us in Pilo. Yeah, thank you so much for your patience and for continuing to listen to us. Bye.